You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Clap, 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 clap your hands and stomp your feet. You're listening. You're listening to the Clap Your Hands Podcast. Hosted by Elliot Shore Parks and Kyle Newbeck. Here they come. I have, we, you know... I have an MVP take that I, I feel pretty strong, and then we'll let the conversation go. I think the MVP deserves to come from the Eastern Conference. It is the better conference. The teams are better. I think the Nuggets are very good. And so, you know, there's been a lot of talk this week, right, about like moving goalposts and bias and all that stuff, and we'll get into it. I, I think that in terms of the moving goalposts, I can't speak for other media members moving the goalposts. I, to me, always feel like team results really matter when it comes to MVP, flat out. I agree. Last last year, I did not think Jokic deserved it because his team finished six, right? This year, while I think Joel Embiid is having a better year than Jokic, he is having a better year. I think it matters that Jokic is the number one seed in the the West, right? I mean, just on a basic level, if you said – Elliot, who won MVP this year? And I said, it was a player on the number one team in the West that averaged almost a triple-double. Just on the surface, there's no issue with that. Like, that's not, you know, talking about some guy on a six seed that averaged 24 points winning it. He's the number one seed on the Western Conference. But I also think you have to look and go, the Eastern Conference is better than the Western Conference. To your point, if the Sixers were in the West, they would be the one seed, in my opinion. The Nuggets are good, but I think the Sixers would be the one seed. And Embiid is having, I don't do, I, I, I think like not just a better year than Jokic. I think he's having a considerably better year. Jokic is not scoring much, right? I think he averages like 24 points a game. Uh, I have a stat that I tweeted yesterday, which blew my mind. So Embiid's usage rate on offense is 37%. Jokic's is 27%. And I, I understand, you know, he's touching the ball less and putting up good numbers, all these things. It's not a perfect stat, but this perception that Jokic is like the like running their whole offense and you know like it all runs through him. Embiid touches him. Embiid has the ball way more. So I, I well, just some of that, that is that Joel holds the ball more. Like right? well, that's that is a real thing. Like Jokic is getting all these assists because ball comes to him and then it's quickly out of his hands. Whereas yeah, Joel gets it. the ball at the elbow and he's you know running the clock down or he's feeling a guy out. And I'm not saying. Neither strat or neither style is better or worse. They're two different ways to attack the same problem. It's what's the best way to score. To your point, I think with Joel, the best way to score is for him to go and try to hunt his own shot. 
Whereas yeah. with Jokic, it's he's an insane passer, and so he leverages that all throughout the game. Yeah, I just think at the end of the day, if I had to have one player on one possession at the end of the game, everybody would pick Embiid. He's a better scorer. He had 10 assists against the Mavericks. I know he has turnover problems, and he's not the passer that Jokic is, but it's not like he's a bad passer. I mean, he can certainly move the ball, right? I mean, again, 10 assists against the Mavericks. So when I look at the MVP thing, my ultimate thing I would fall down on is I think the Eastern Conference player deserves it. And frankly, I would be okay just giving it to Giannis or Embiid. If, if Embiid, if the Sixers finish the one seed in the East, Embiid should get the MVP. Point blank stop, flat out. If the Sixers are the one seed in the East, Embiid should get it. I think if if the uh, Giannis well, I don't think that's going to happen. So. <laughs> so, well, okay. Well, all right. Let me ask you: What do you? Th- where are you at with the MVP thing? And where do you? What do you think Embiid's chances of winning it are? Well, are you asking me about MVP in general or MVP with this recent discussion about like well, wherever you want to take it? Yeah, I mean, just like where are you at with MVP stuff? Okay, so I will say I think it's really bizarre that this is the season that we're talking about you know, the racial component of the race when, again, Jokic is averaging a triple-double, scoring 24 points a game on the best team in the West, right? They're 46 right. and 19. I Last year, you want to have some kind of debate or discussion about that. I think that's totally fair. I do think there are components like the, it, the, the idea of voter fatigue or somebody's got to prove something in the playoffs to be able to keep winning, you know, all NBA first team, Right. MVP awards, all that. Like, I do think I, I, I get that side of it. I think this year to make the argument though, when Jokic is absolutely losing his mind on the best team in the West is a little disingenuous. He, I think it's more case this year. He's a way better case. Yeah, this year. I think it's just complaints catching up from previous seasons. And I do think part of it too, is like, there are a lot of people, myself included, who think defense is undervalued in terms of if you're considering a body of work for NBA MVP two-way case and Jokic has gotten taken off the floor in the playoffs because right. he, he can't defend in, in crunch time situations. Like you wouldn't say that about any other MVP candidate. And I think that's some, for some reason ignored with him, which is just a bizarre thing. Um, I think Jokic is going to win. And I think if he doesn't win, Giannis is going to win. Like I, I do think to the discussion earlier about, Joel's greatness and it being taken for granted, he would have to play at such an impossibly high level down the stretch to, to kind of beat this perception that, oh, well, the Bucs had a, a 16 game winning streak. I know Jokic has the triple double. Like what is Joel's primary thing that you say? Like you can say all these things like the Bucs are probably going to be the number one seed. They had a 16 game winning streak. They survived this long stretch without Middleton. All those are like planks in the case that if you're if you're on a sports debate show, you're in a barber shop, you're at a bar with your friends, you can just make the case by saying like one of several things. With Jokic, it's triple double, number one seed. Yeah. What do you say for Joel? He's tied for tied for the scoring lead right now. So you could say leading scorer on what the second or third best team in the conference. Well, and that I- gets a little tougher to say that's that should be the guy who's the mvp i'm not saying he doesn't deserve it and I, like again because i value defense and care about it more and stuff like this personally i would give him a bump over Jokic. but i i think if you're asking me to look at 
what do the voters consider or what are the very basic baseline arguments, that's when it gets much tougher because when it is close, the default in someone's mind is what's the simple, most simplest, most concise argument I can make. It's why Westbrook as a lower seed won because he averaged triple double. Yep. It was a historic event, all that. It always comes down to, because look, we're talking about international media, beat writers all over the place, TV people, national reporters, and not all these people, and I would say very few of these people, are watching a, a high volume of games for all the MVP candidates throughout the year. So it's, what is your case in the simplest terms? And I, I think Joel's going to struggle to put together one that's like the the most compelling case at the end of the day. It's stupid, but that's what it is. So I don't I I think that's actually a really good point. I think that it's in a in a layman's term, it's almost like who has the best elevator pitch to win? Like who in 15 yes. seconds can say, right? So I think the frustration is last year, the elevator pitch for Jokic, you would have had it been going to like the top of the Empire State Building to understand it. It would have been, you know, <laughs> there's this and there's this and that blah blah blah, right? It this was year, basically just that his team was all injured and he was still really good. Right. But Joel had a better version of that case, I thought. So I didn't but, really but, understand that. But I think this year, Embiid's elevator pitch is actually, you know, to your point, it, Jokic's is simple. Number one seed, averaging a triple-double. Boom, right? Four seconds. I think Embiid's is best player in the NBA and on, on, on a better team. Like the Sixers are better than the Nuggets. And again, as a certified and beat hater at the beginning of the year. I think he's probably been the best player in the NBA this year. He's been better than Jokic. We could argue him versus Giannis. Luke has been great, all these things. Embiid has been the best player on the best level of team. Like the Sixers, uh, Bucks, and Celtics are a level above the uh, the Mavericks. So if you want to put Luke in the conversation, his team's not as good. So I think for Embiid, his MVP case is the best player on arguably the best team because we agree Tatum's not really in it. So I think that his... his uh, his argument is, is to your point, it requires a little more nuance. But if you really hammer it down, his case is he's been the best player on the best team. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Yeah, I just, the the best team label is just one that you have to stretch it so much that it's like, at that point, I, I just don't think that's holding up. Like, Again, if they were to somehow pull the number one seed out of nowhere, Milwaukee falters and they go on a long win streak to end the year. And especially like that would also coincide with Joel is playing Jokic and Giannis down the stretch. He beats both of them and they go on a big run to end the year. I absolutely could see a reality where voters say, okay, he has won all these matchups against the other guys that he's competing with. His team is awesome. He's awesome and has been in like this close to winning. Well, not that close based on the votes, but close in the sense that he's finished second in back-to-back years. But all that stuff combined and you say, okay, that that's the case. Like he had, he dominated the head-to-head matchups. 
Team was great. Best ever season. Leading scorer in the NBA. That's all well and good. I just think when we get to the end of the road, the other guys are going to have the better elevator pitches, as you said. And that's probably going to be enough to to get them the award. Whether it's... Yeah. It looks like it'll be Jokic. I do think that there is a, a maybe like 30%, let's 30 to 40% chance Giannis wins it at this point, depending on how end of the season shakes out. But it'll be interesting. Well, I'll say this. Having Kendrick Perkins bang the drum hard for Embiid, Kendrick Perkins is one of the top, I don't know, five most vocal NBA voices right now, right? Just in terms of what he says gets talked about a lot. Having Embiid, having him being an Embiid guy, I think is really going to help Embiid. And the Jokic thing, the, the last thing I'll say, I guess, about this MVP thing that's been discussed this week is obviously the, the racial component to it, right? Of Kendrick Perkins pointing out that the, yeah, I think it was only back-to-back MVPs over the last so many years have all been, or only three times, right? Like, I'm a 35-year-old white male. I can't sit here and speak about racial, uh, ra- racial bias the way Kendrick Perkins can. It's just the reality of of where I am at, right? Yeah. So I I cannot speak to if I think it's racial bias, if it's not. I what I think sometimes is happening with Jokic, and I think you see this in other sports too, is once a player, and actually, so James Harden made this point um a few years ago, saying that a lot of these awards are decided in the first few months because people get their narrative and then they just stick with it, and it's impossible to remove it. I think too. When Jokic has won two straight MVPs, he is automatically going to be in that conversation, right? And then when you put in the uh, the um, the season he's having and you put in, the, the, like, he's going to be part of it, right? But I think what you said is also true. And this is frankly what frustrated me with Brandon Graham not winning comeback player of the year, but that's a whole different Oh, thing. that was ridiculous. Yeah. That was but ridiculous. People... I think there's this perception that all the voters out there are doing all this research and really like hammering home all these things. And we like to think that that's the case, but it's why later in his career, Jason Peters made pro bowls, right? It's why later in careers, you see players who were great players, just get it. And Jokic is clearly not in the backstage of his career, but I think with Jokic, it's just laziness to a certain point too, in terms of they've decided he's a great player, like flat out. They've decided early in the season that he is going, that he is probably going to win this award. And now the ball is rolling so fast and gaining steam that it's going to be tough. But I really do think over this last week, things have shifted a little. I just like my perception of where it's at. I feel like there is going to be a not small portion of people in the media and of a vocal fan base saying Jokic cannot win the third straight MVP. And so, and I don't think he should, but I do think the public, sentiment and i think amongst media members this discussion over the last week is going to really force them i think at this point if you vote for Jokic mvp you have to be ready to defend that take to the death like you have to really believe it whereas i think a week ago and props to kendrick perkins for making this a discussion you could have probably just done it and it would have been well everyone thinks that so it is what it is i think the discussion of the last week has forced people to really have to believe it if they're going to vote for Jokic, and i do think that ends up helping Embiid. So on the the subject of due diligence, I think there's a good chance that 50% of MVP voters just listen to what Zach Lowe is saying. Yeah, you said that. I agree. Like I, I, it's an oversimplification, and I don't mean to demean any of my colleagues, but like I, I do think there is a level of with basketball, it's so hard to have a firm understanding of the entire league that it's borderline impossible 
when there are games every single night all going at the same time that like the man hours you need to dedicate to have a mastery of one team, let alone a mastery of every team and then be able to make a, you know, a case for MVP or all NBA or whatever it is. The bar is really high Um, on the, the, the bias front. I do think that it has probably gone too far in the, in the extent that, Jokic is an awesome basketball player, right? Like this isn't some guy who's being put on a platform that is not producing or has not had genuine cases to win the awards. But I tweeted this yesterday. I think the way you see bias seep into how he's covered or, you know, how his perception is, is framed is, you know, he's had moments where he's been a total hothead, gotten thrown out in multiple playoff games he got into an incident with Markeith Morris last year where people don't like Markeith Morris as part of it, but Markeith Morris gave him a little cheap shot and then Jokic came way over the top mm-hmm. and cheap shotted him and knocked him out of the, he was hurt for months at whiplash from what happened. And I think that people probably would discuss those things a lot differently if he's not this goofy looking white dude, right? Yeah. If you look at how people talk about his brothers, his big Serbian brothers, they talk about it like it's this really cute thing that there are these like sideline enforcers, right? Where if you look at how people talk about, for example, the crew that have been around Ja Morant, there is like yep. a big, I know that Ja has, I'm not defending what Ja has done with waving guns around and the behavior they've done. But part of the reason that there is an extreme reaction to Ja and what Ja's inner circle have done at games, after games, before games, not connected to the games, is because he's black and because his friends and his his acquaintances are black. And they're talked about differently than the goofy Jokic and his Serbian brothers. Like, oh, right. you don't want to mess with them. Where yeah, So that's, that's viewed as like a, a cute story for Jokic, whereas it's like, these people around Ja are awful and they got to get... So it does color the perception in ways like that. There's another example that I saw recently where there was a Nuggets writer who I'm not going to name, but there is a Nuggets writer who essentially tweeted something to the effect of um, the Nuggets play the purest, most team-centric basketball in the league. And that term purest Mm -hmm. really dug at me. Like the idea that because Jokic is a, a playmaker first, that the the Nuggets are somehow a, a purer team just reeks of like, it's a white guy doing this. Yes. Whereas like James Harden been leading the league in assists for most of the year and has completely transformed his game to be a sidekick to Joel. And by the way, basketball at the end of the day is about getting buckets, is about scoring. Joel yeah. has been the single best bucket getter in the entire league this year so if you want to argue that the Sixers are the purest basketball team in the league you could certainly make that case and I will never do that because I don't I don't believe in the concept of one team being this is a pure basketball team you do whatever it takes to be the best team that you can be so I think that's the stuff where you see like this is framed a different way because it's a white guy who is this great player and again that doesn't take away – Jokic has nothing to do with this, right? Jokic is an awesome player who doesn't get involved in any of this shit. Like, he's not writing these stories, right. going on TV, 
or voting for himself for MVP or contributing to this discussion in any way. But I think where you see it in MVP is not in the voting, but it's the people who say, oh, Jokic, he's, he doesn't care about the award. And they paint Joel by comparison as the selfish, like, look at him campaigning for the trophy. Like, he really wants this. Like, And as I've said on this podcast before, I think it's total bullshit that Joel, because he's prideful in his craft and wants the, the top honor that any player can get in the league, and that being viewed as some negative or some knock against him, Yep. the dumbest thing that I have ever seen happen in my life. I, it, Jokic not really caring about the MVP. It's not good or bad. It's it's neutral. It's fine. He can handle it how he wants. The fact that Joel gets demerited for caring about wanting to win something is stupid. And he actually has changed how he talks about it this year. I believe not because that's actually how he feels, but because he knows that people view it as it's a perception issue. So I a hundred percent agree. No, well, first of all, I think that was beautifully said by you, the whole thing. Um, I a hundred percent agree with you on the award thing. I've always said, I think it's silly to say players shouldn't care about awards. Of course they should care about awards, right? It's what they work for. It's just silly. If you to care about it over winning and it takes precedent over winning. That's one thing. The Sixers are really good and he cares yeah, they about win it. a ton of games. Yeah. Great. I, I the last thing I'll say because we actually do have trapped this up. We've always, of course, gone longer than we thought. <laughs> is with the with the whole bias thing, right? Like I've been debating this issue a lot with my friends over the past few days, and there's part of me that doesn't want to do like the thing where it's like, well, anyone that votes for Jokic is racist, right? Like I just I, I like to think that that's not the case. Blah blah blah. And we're the two oh. white guys pod, of course. Well, so exactly. The irony is just tripping here. That's what I'm saying. We have to be we have to acknowledge the fact that, well, you know, we're both 35 year old white males. Right. But, but I also think that when certain, like when JJ Reddick comes out and is like saying, you know, that's not the case, blah, blah, blah. I think we also have to be honest and say there is bias seeped into every single aspect of life. Right. It's just a reality of it. And the other reality, unfortunate reality is there is racial bias involved in so many things. So I think it can be a somewhat of a middle ground where, to your point, Jokic is a great player. He has an MVP kiss. But I also think it can be intentionally ignorant to ignore the reality of what is happening, which is there is racial bias involved. Now, does that mean he's going to win the award because he is white? I can't answer that question because I don't know the voters. Like, I can't do all that. But I think that you are right, and you put it perfectly when you say that there is bias. Like, the way he's discussed all these things, I think there's a lot of truth to what you said, too. So... It's and I really do think. Well, like, to that point, Elliot, who's the last person to win three straight MVPs? Well, I know Giannis got two and didn't get the third. I, I, I honestly don't. I should know this off the top of my head. Oh, Larry it's Bird. Larry Bird. Out James. Yeah. All right. James. It's Larry James Bird. Yeah. So, yeah. so like you know, how many great play, like all time pantheon level players have been MVP caliber guys for long stretches of time? Whether it's Michael Jordan. LeBron, I mean, Kobe only won one MVP during his career. There are lots of guys that you could say, this guy's probably the best player in the league for, I mean, in LeBron's case, he could have been the MVP for like 10 straight yeah. years, probably. Right. And yeah, and Giannis's case, he could have easily won three straight MVPs recently, if not for Jokic beating him out to his first of the, what looks like it'll be three awards. So look, again, I think JJ, 
has good intentions. And I think JJ is a smart guy in general. I think he went way too far in, in making the claim, as you said, that there's no bias. Like, there's no way of knowing that. Like, I can't say that. There are plenty, most of all the voters that I know are not, they're not checking the, the box for Jokic because he's a white team, right? But conscious and unconscious bias are both biased. Just yeah. because one is more out in the open and we think about it more does not mean the other one doesn't.